Alright, so first things first, glory to God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Um, second things, uh, wherever you are, make sure you got some water inside of you. You're 70% of it. Number three, uh, whatever problems you may be going through right now, just know it's going to get better. And I'm proud of you for making it thus far. Last but certainly not least, RIP to all the ones that we lost in 2019. Peace, love, and blessings. This is love, 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 love. responsible for for putting together that shoot so that's what I'm doing but I'm operating in the logistical operational space so I'm responsible for hiring cast and crew making sure they get paid securing the locations making sure that people get their call times putting together the schedule so I'm doing the logistics I'm like not in charge of the creative but I'm more so making it happen I'm the person executing it Gotcha. And guiding it along. So you want to be more on the creative end. And you were doing a lot of creative work, I mean, as we were getting older, right? Whether it's, like, with Neighborhood Playhouse or... Were you doing also, like, Alvin Ailey as well? I didn't do Alvin Ailey, but I used to do Broadway Dance Center, so I used to dance when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I've always been exercising my talents, but mm -hmm. as I got older, I started to think, you know what? My talents, they're not going to get me paid like they would. You know, like, learning a skill... Versus exercising my talents, I'd be able to make more money that way. But that's not totally true. You got to believe in yourself and believe that you can make money off of your talents. It's totally possible. Just you got to believe that you can do it and then go after it. Not entirely. Wait, before we get too deep into the conversation, I definitely have a lot of questions for you. And I'm pretty sure you do for me as well. Let's start off with some introductions. Uh, welcome back, guys. This is Eric. Welcome back to You Free. Who am I chopping it up with, chatting with, exchanging vibes with today? Alyssa, coming from Los Angeles by way of Brooklyn, New York. Hey. Um, big ups to New York, big ups to Brooklyn. I am going through some transitional life experiences, and I feel such a growth happening right now. That's so beautiful. it's very hard for me to identify with one thing. Sometimes I don't even know how to introduce myself. But I do mm -hmm. know that I'm a person who is transitioning to bigger and more purposeful things in life. So that's that's what I'm identifying with. Okay. Yeah, no, a lot of that is really speaking into the universe and making sure you're following through, too. 
I mean, do you mm-hmm. also want to identify as my older sister? Does that work out too? Yeah, that's cool. That works. <laughs> that works. I'm also Eric Wilson's older sister, Alyssa Wilson over here. One of the uh, Wilson gang, one of yeah. six. I'm the, the oldest. So out here repping. How has it been being the oldest sibling? Does that put a certain amount of pressure on you or do you feel a certain amount of pressure to succeed? You know what's funny? I get that question a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like subconsciously, I do feel pressure, but I don't actively acknowledge it. I think it's been ingrained. It's like, I'm the model. I'm the role model. People are looking up to me or people are looking to me to set the, to lay down the foundation and to make a good example. So yeah, I guess I do feel the pressure, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like an uneasy pressure. Mm-hmm. It's a natural pressure. It doesn't feel out of place. So it's a, no. I guess because a lot of that really comes into you're doing what you have to do, you know? So right. definitely give us something to look up to and to aspire in certain ways. Thank you. To be, no, for sure. But going back to what you were saying, so you said that 2019 and now transitioning into um, 2020 has been just like a transitional phase. Like I, I've definitely oh, felt sure. that too. Like moving from Harlem back to Brooklyn not too long ago, it's definitely felt like, all right, how best can I sort of arrange myself in society? How How best can I like you mentioned before, contribute to the ecosystem, contribute right. to the culture, contribute to this online realm that we so often use. Right. So I guess like what about the transitions have sparked any new innovation or ideas or made you feel like it's time? The transition for me has allowed my me, myself, to sit in silence with myself mm-hmm. and to sit in silence with God with no distractions, no outside influences to really figure out what my purpose is in life. How am I going to contribute not only to the digital world? That's so minor, right? That's so minor in what I'm really trying to come to terms with. But how am I going to transition? What is my transition going to be with regards to figure out how am I going to contribute to this world? How am I going to contribute to changing other people's lives? How Mm -hmm. I've been told that I have a gift of, I'm a healer is what I've been told. And that's what I feel in my heart. Um, still figuring out in what capacity, but how am I going to help other people see the best in them? And for me, really sitting in silence has really helped me find a lot of clarity. And I'm still seeking it and I'm still working it through. Yeah, and you said that you're a healer. That's definitely something that I've been thinking about. Just like own personal like or intimate attributes that really define or help push that sense of self. Like how do you define... I guess what a healer is in your everyday. I think a healer is someone, and, and you know, it depends on what space, right? But for mm-hmm. me, healing is helping someone see the light within themselves, helping someone seek validation from themselves, someone who is able to be whole as they currently are. And for me, that's, that's healing, getting to that place, getting to a place where you feel like enough, with all that you have, and you never feel like you're in lack. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the time we have to take some of those pauses, some of those breaks in lives, and really take a step back and sit in silence, right? Mm-hmm. So meditation or that practice has been around for ages, and they said that's one of the best ways in which the brain goes about like washing and resetting itself. Right. You know, on a day-to-day basis right. and sitting with yourself, sitting with your thoughts, finding and circling 
and assessing where that inner peace comes from. Right. It's interesting too, because I feel like even growing up, you've always had just that personality where you have been looking out or trying to put out a greater message. Do you remember when you, I think it was like maybe in high school, you won some like ABC competition mm-hmm. and it was like a PSA. And yep. that was, I think that that was also just another way that you decided to give back to the world right. and put that out there. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. I've always been this way, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've always been conscious of how can I contribute to making people's lives better, whether that's bringing awareness, whether that's, yeah, really. Yeah. I've actually always been this way. Even as a child, I think it started out by just me being your older sister and an older sister to like five other kids, really Mm -hmm. just always looking out and making sure that you guys were good and in a good place. So it's kind of like that maternal energy. But how do you find that balance where it's like you're trying to heal, you're trying to guide, you're trying to inspire, but also realizing that people sometimes have to go through it to understand. Like there's only so much talking and so much advice that you can give. Yeah, giving people their space, Mm -hmm. showing them what I can and telling them what I can to help them and then giving them the space to figure it out. And giving them the space to even assess whether that's something that they want to do for themselves, really. What do you mean by that? I'm trying to think of an example. But let's just say I want to help someone or uh, I don't want to be too general, but there was somebody... I had a friend who had a drinking problem and I made her aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, here, here are the tools. I want to help you because I don't want, I don't want to see you bask in this. There's a reason why you're drinking. You're drinking to cope with emotions that you haven't quite dealt with. So this is what we can do. We can go to therapy. We can talk about it. You and I, we can start finding some healthier outlets we could do a cleanse. We can go to church. We can pray. Um, mm-hmm. Here's some, some options. Think, think about it. Let me know. You give that. You you can pitch some things to that person. If they don't come back to you, then they're either not interested or they're not ready for it. But the whole point is to kind of bring awareness to someone and then step away. Yeah, and it's just also let them okay know to that check you have in. their back, right? But step, yeah, I have your back. Well, whatever choice you want to make, just know that I'm here to help you. Yeah, and so we don't want to lose our friends, you know, even though that everyone is going through their own sense of growth and development on a day-to-day basis, it's still just like, how best can we continuously keep those open lines of communication? Because that's what friends and family's for, not only for those good times to be shared and those laughs to be had, but also when you're going through it, it's just like realizing that you definitely do have that support system. Because whether or not that you've gone through it, whether or not I've gone through it, we at least know someone that has gone through something that could definitely be of a resource. Right. So it's interesting that you say that too, because I've been spending a lot of this past year realizing ways to just be more proactive than reactive, you know? Right. And finding out that balance, whether it's like on an emotional level, a work level, or even a physical level, like how best can I just continuously put forth my best foot to have those, like I mentioned before, those compound successes. Right. right. I don't know if it's a lot of it is also because when we used to come home with the test, it's, whether we got a 97 or even 98, mom and dad, they never really looked at it as a situation like, oh, congrats, like you got a 98. It's like, oh, like how best can we get this fine tuned so it can be like that whole sense of self? I'm not, not whole sense of self, but like that whole grade, you know? So I feel like we've been going through transitional phases in order to make sure that 
I guess in our life or even for that year, we scored a hundred on that test. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but that's interesting that that's how you felt. I don't really recall really looking, recall a strong recollection of me seeking approval or validation from them. It's so funny, like bringing home a test and like for me, I got the validation when I got the hundred. That was enough to share. It was great, but I didn't mm-hmm. do it for the acknowledgement. And yeah. Now that I'm thinking back, I never really did that for the acknowledgement. Sure, so it was always exciting to share, but no, not all the time. Like, hey, Eric, <laughs> what happened to these three points? Dad used to be like, I mean, you were four points away. <laughs> I don't really remember. I probably didn't let it bother me because I knew I was trying my best. Yeah. Maybe also, too, I, that could just be like the different educational backgrounds. Because you, in, for high school, you, you stayed home. You, yeah. you went to um, high school in New York City and college here, too, right? Yep. I went to How NYU. Was that? Wait, and why you are, just for, I guess, people who don't know. Tish. I went to Tisch School of the Arts. So it's one of the top art schools in the country. And I went for film. And did that, going to Tish, did that solidify your love for the art and the film? Or yeah, was it, it Um. You know what it solidified? That I was supposed to be in this space. Me getting into that school was like, nah, stop doubting yourself. And this is what I got to remind myself too. Like you got into one of the top schools. That wasn't, that wasn't in vain. There was a reason why you got in there. You have a, you have stories to tell. You have people to help through creative outlets. So don't let that die. That's a reminder. Entirely. Do you think that that was like imposter syndrome? Me being at Tish? No, no. Feeling like, I guess, that lack of confidence that you're saying like, oh. Yeah. Going off what you were just saying, sometimes not feeling like you deserved it or were in a place like, okay, I, I, I belong here. I think it was more so the pressures of a, adulthood and fearing that really pursuing a career in the arts wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and as an artist would kind of leave me struggling. That was the fear. So that's why I didn't put my all into it, just a fear of struggle, fear of failure. But I'm at a point where it's like, I've done so much of what I, I'm happy to be working in the industry that I am because I am in entertainment, but just not in the place that I'd like to be. I'm tired of watching other people. I'm tired of other people doing what I know that I'm fully capable of. That you can do, yeah. That's valid. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of being afraid of, you know, struggling. That's okay. If that's what's meant for you, it's okay to struggle for a bit. Have a plan attack to believe in yourself and, and execute. So, yeah, I did suffer from imposter syndrome. Absolutely. And that's what kept me away from pursuing what it is that I want exactly wholeheartedly. See, but the beautiful thing, though, is that you realize that, you know, it's the only growth mm-hmm. can happen from there. It's the first step, yeah. One of the reasons why I came to L.A. Was in order to continuously push forth that goal? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the job I'm working currently, it's in entertainment, but it's not exactly what I want to do. But it still got me my place. I have my own place in Hollywood. It got, like, sometimes you have to remind yourself of where you were to realize how far you've come. Like, I always have to remind myself, like, it's so easy to be jaded and to not be satisfied with what you currently have. But you have to remember, wait, I didn't have this a few months ago. I didn't have this last year. It's like you were praying for those things now that you have. I was praying for this. Yeah. It's a stepping stone. It's Life is just steps, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. just going to soar to the top. There's steps. Steps are required. And then you're going to appreciate it much more once you have it, too. Absolutely. And don't take it for granted. And that's not something... Like, I have to remind myself, Alyssa, you've come a long way. I moved to L.A. with no job, no Mm -hmm. home. I had friends who let me stay with them. So I was homeless 
it kind of, I was homeless. I was like, it hurts to say like, and I'm so blessed that I had friends to help me and let me stay with them. But I was kind of homeless when you look mm-hmm. at it, when you really look at it until August. Yeah, but you were able to bet on yourself though too. You knew that betting on yourself was the was a surefire way to make things happen. Yeah. And yeah. that says something a lot about your character too. It's interesting that you say that too, because um earlier this year one of my friends had an event and on his girlfriend's shirt, she was like taking down people's fears. Like you just write your fear on a shirt, so on and so forth. So as soon as I got the marker, the first thing that came to my mind was the fear of not trying. You know, I feel like mm, yeah. Week after week, or even as months go by, I was in a similar situation where, I mean, even for something like You Free, it was in talks for a long time. And I felt like it was getting down to a point where we've already been in that downloading phase. We've already sort of studied certain elements of content, of how best we can actually bring forth a light in possibly already crowded space, you know? But a lot of it was just taking that first leap, opinions aside, you know? Right. What are some of the creative projects that you want to work on in the future that you that you have on your list upcoming? Um, creative projects, I have a few. Mm-hmm. But one that I can speak passionately about is to produce, write, and possibly direct documentaries about social injustices or things that we may the Black community may not be aware of mm-hmm. um, or to bring light to certain things like food deserts in Black neighborhoods. Talk to me about that. So a food desert is where there is limited access, limited or no access to healthy food in one's neighborhood. That is present in most um, poor black neighborhoods. And it shouldn't be like that. And just, you know, bringing awareness to how another documentary idea I have is to bring awareness to how eating holistically and eating wholesome foods can heal, can heal ailments. It's preventative. Mm -hmm. It'll bring bring a, a, a balance to your life, give you a clear, clear mindset, frame of mind. It avoids diseases. It can wear off diseases, but we're not aware. We, you're a product of your environment. If all you have in your neighborhood is McDonald's and Burger King, that's all you're going to eat because that's all you know. But if you have access to healthy food, you won't even feel the difference. But the, another problem is cost. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. It's just it's so many, it's so multifaceted. It's not just one thing. It's, it's tied into to everything. So I just want to, it's tied into so much and I want to bring awareness to that, how eating well and balanced can bring a sense of wholeness and healing to your life. Was that also something that you began to realize too, or like were able to double down on when you moved out to LA? Because I know the weather is nice, so people seem like they're always like hiking or working out. Yeah. And this is only by way of like social media, I know. Right. No, yeah, the weather here is great. I mean, it's been a bit cold. It's been in the 60s. And even saying that in 50s. But the thing is, like, nights get really cold because it's the desert. So once the sun goes down, it's cold. But has being on the West Coast been making you more active and thinking and being more conscious about food deserts? and No, and just ways funny that... enough, I've always been this way. Mm-hmm. The reason why I asked, too, is because I hear how you have to, like, drive for everywhere. So I would assume that there's not your local supermarket down the block or across the way from you. That you're probably going to start bumping into these fast food restaurants, you know, so and sort of you're placed by way of geography in these food yeah. deserts, you know, because lack of income for foods, lack of income for even that proper education, right. and also lack of income for modes of transportation. It's like, how best can you go about that, you know? 
Is that a question or a statement? No, I mean, more of a statement Statement and question. I, I was just curious to see if that was sparked from your journey out in LM. Mm-mm. No, I've seen it in New York, being in certain neighborhoods in Brooklyn, in Queens, Long Island, certain places in Manhattan. I'm like, where are all the... I have very sens- a very sensitive body, so my body, like, I eat well, but when I don't eat well, I feel it. Yeah. So if I'm out, I'm at someone's house or... I need to grab food and I'm in a certain neighborhood. It's like, well, you're not really going to be able to eat what you can eat because this is all that is here. Have you been meal prepping at all? Uh, or do I'm you recommend it? I've tried, but that shit is so hard. That it's, shit is so, so hard. Yeah, it's, it feels like a job. So it depends on how bad you, you want it. Like with regards to whether it be for fitness purposes, financial purposes, it really depends on what your intention is, right? Why are you doing it? You got to figure that out first. And if what you want is greater than the act of prepping a meal, do it. Now, if you feel like sacrificing, you know, eating out and sacrificing some of your time to prep is not worth what it is that you're really trying to get out of meal prepping, then don't do it. But you got to figure out why am I doing this and what am I, what am I gaining? What am I losing? And, mm-hmm. and weigh it out that way. Not entirely. I've been speaking a lot about intention recently. And I feel like no matter, even if the intention is good, you really need to have that own motivation and drive and discipline in order to follow through. You know, you can always have the best intention. Right. But just because you have the best intention, that doesn't mean that your actions really add up to it. Yeah, just because you have the best intention doesn't necessarily mean that your actions fall in line with your intention, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Have you, have yeah, you been journaling? Aware. Have you been journaling in order to like be aware or be mindful of intentions? Oh, absolutely. I, I was journaling earlier today. Mm-hmm. Either I talk to myself a lot and I talk to God a lot. It's not just like for me to be self-aware. It's like you, it requires you to, to empathize as well with people. How did what I, what I did, did it make that other person? How did it make the other person feel? Mm-hmm. By the, the actions I just took, how did it make the other person feel? So that is being self-aware. Being aware of what's going on around you, being aware of how people respond to you, being aware of your tone, being aware of your body language. That's, this is, I've been like this for a very long time. I've always been self-aware mm-hmm. because I've, been also, I've also been very observant of the yep. people around me. So yep. if, I, if I'm so observant of how the people move around me, how am I not, oh, oh, you know, observant of how I move in a space? So how do you keep in check your own boundaries? Because if you, if you are self-aware and that also plays into assessing and seeing how other people respond to your actions, how do you make sure that you're still being true to self, though? Because it has to be a fine balance. Like, we can't, right. I feel like it, it gets down to a point where if we're moving because we don't want other people to feel a certain way or right. react differently to what we may have hoped they would have react. I feel like that's taking away some sense of authenticity for mm-hmm. a sense of yeah, self, it is. you know? It is. For me, it's, it's knowing that my intentions are good and mm-hmm. I mean well. It's also being confident in my decisions and how I'm operating in a space. Yeah, I'm self-aware, but I also do what I want because I love myself that much. If it's not hurting anyone, if I'm not breaking any fair rules, I, I do what I want. I say what I want if, when it's appropriate. I'm self-aware, 
But because of that self-awareness, I actually feel like it makes me more assertive. It makes me claim what, for the most part in that moment, what it is that I want to say or how I want to respond because I have that self-awareness, because I know how to adjust myself in a way that's polite. I'm still myself. I'm still saying what I, I want to do and I still have my boundaries, but it's also acknowledging that that other person has feelings too. And I, yeah, I think we definitely do need to be conscious of it and making sure that we're not putting other people in uncomfortable positions, but yeah. still just making sure we stay true to the, to the best versions of ourselves, you know what I mean? Or the version that we know ourselves to be. Right. Tyler, the creator, um, I saw him tweet, this was like back in the summer. He was like, they don't like you. They like a version of you. And when you ain't that version, it's the end of the world. Ah. Mm. You know, and that hit because mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, all the different masks and all the different faces that we put on, whether it's like going into the office one day or having a conversation with parents or even having a conversation with um, someone we're romantically involved in compared to a sibling, like just figuring out and just navigating and sort of just continues to like increase that, that self-awareness to make sure we're staying the best version of ourselves is key. Right. And, and I think that's right. probably like my biggest lesson from these transitional phases. Yeah, staying true to yourself and who you are. So staying true to yourself, staying who you are. And now that <clears throat> you said you also want to, I guess, like put out different elements of content, you want to start really putting your marker, really putting the Alyssa Jeanette Wilson brand out there or whatever that may be, like speaking into existence, you know what I mean? Like, I guess- Oh, absolutely. Your top two or three, I know this is probably like a wild question to ask, and it may be personal, so you never got to ask it, but I mean, answer it, but like your top two or three outcomes when you look at 2021 and then are reflecting back on 2020, like what do you, Mm. what do you think and what do you hope you can accomplish? Because I think we could take over the world, to be honest. But yeah, absolutely. By two years? Two years. So I, I worded that wrong. When you reflect, probably by the end of next year, what do you hope you accomplish? Now going into 2020, what are you hoping to accomplish? Oh man, so if I say something and I'm not doing it by next year, I'm gonna be mad at myself, but it's okay. What do I hope to accomplish by the end of next year? I, in addition to my, my documentary aspirations, I also want to have a holistic wellness, holistic wellness slash beauty brand. And I'm still working on what that will be exactly. I don't want to talk too much, but I hope that that's been kickstarted. That's really in my top three list of things that I'm comfortable with sharing. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, now that you put, now that you put it out there in the world, we got to make that happen. Hold me accountable. (laughs) If I'm not doing anything, if nothing has kickstarted by the end of 2020, holla at me. (laughs) Holla at me. (laughs) Hit me up. My Instagram is Lissa, L-Y-S-S-A underscore J-A-Y-Y. If you don't see anything popping off with that, hold me accountable, please. Eu vou andando pelo mundo como posso E me refaço em cada passo dado Eu faço o que deve acho Não me encaixo em nada Não me encaixo em nada Presta atenção nas dores E choro canções da boca da noite
agora, agora que eu não sinto nada mais E nada faz sentido Vou fingindo que não presta Eu não presto e quero fazer festa no teu corpo Mesmo sem saber 